Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Seriously Wrong Podcast. We are your two noble, humble, genius co-hosts, Sean and Aaron. This is Sean. A couple of humble geniuses, uh, you know. Don't like to brag about it, but... Yeah, humility is important. Humility is almost as important as genius. That's true. And we have got both in spades. We've got both in spades over here. So today we're going to be talking about an aspect of work culture, an ism, Taylorism, or scientific management, it's also called. It's a set of ideas about how the labor process and the working process should ideally work for maximum efficiency that was spearheaded by a guy named Frederick W. Taylor in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Yeah, basically he took a look at the factories of the time, the early industrial revolution, and thought like... You know, these people are so lazy. They're not doing enough work. How can I apply rationality and science to force these lazy brutes to produce more? Uh, and, you know, to be fair to him, he was pretty successful at it. Like he, uh, he did force them to produce more for the business owners to make more profit. Yeah. And those, those results, they came at a human cost, uh, you know, pushing people beyond what they can do on a regular basis. This episode of Seriously Wrong is proudly brought to you by churning every sweet drop of blood out of the workers at any cost. Hi, I'm a child of aristocratic parents, and you are too. I know what matters most to you is squeezing, squeezing, squeezing as much blood, sweat, tears, and most importantly, productivity as you can out of those pesky, dumb, oxen-like workers. It used to be that humanity came first, but now the system will come first. With our innovation, churning every sweet drop of blood out of the workers at any cost. And that cost involves cost to them, cost to their families, cost to our societies, and cost to the environment. It's all worth it for that sweet dollar. Blood, as we all know, is the best lubrication for the machine of industry. If you just take those workers, you grind them up, you let the blood squeeze out, there's nothing more beautiful than seeing that thick red syrupy goo just squeeze itself in between all the little crevices and the gears and the cogs of the machine, and knowing that those workers died to make you a few more pennies. They're overworked, they're stressed, they're bleeding, they're crying, they're yelling at each other and not yelling at you. Now that's the important thing, is you get them so worked up that they're mad at the person in front of them in line because they got this clock, this surveillance clock in their brain, yelling at them, you only have so much time, get home as fast as you can, oh it's a yellow light, speed through it, you know, that stress on them. It causes them to bicker with each other, oh you're taking too long, I need to get home because I want to scroll on my phone for five more minutes. They're fighting with each other, and meanwhile, what are we doing? Well, we're counting our new pennies. We're counting those extra pennies that we got. We're laughing. We're sitting in the back, and we're laughing and laughing and smiling. We're laughing all the way to the bank. We're laughing all the way to the spa to get a facial treatment. We're laughing on our private jets. We're laughing on the beaches, sipping margaritas, laughing and laughing. And they're yelling, but not at you. You don't have to hear it. Something I like too, and I, I do this with my um, fellow highborn buddies. Sometimes we'll get a kiddie pool, overnight delivery from Amazon, of course. So it feels good to know that there's some drops of blood spilled along the way. 
get that kiddie pool, get our servant to blow it up. Then we gently fill that kiddie pool with the blood of the workers. And then me and some of my other industrialist friends will sit, we'll get down into our trunks, we'll sit down in the blood and we'll sort of playfully splash each other, just laughing it up and just compare stories of who was forcefully retired from injuries that day um, in their factories. Treasured memories I have of splashing and laughing and ah. You know, one day I hope to be wealthy enough that we can fill the entire oceans with the blood of the workers, but... Oh, well, that's the dream, right? Yeah. I remember as a little boy first having that dream, and I brought it up at the private school, and everyone laughed at me because they'd already had that dream so long, I thought I came up with it. And I'll do anything to show them. I'll show them. I'll show all of them. It's my dream, and I'm going to make it real. They won't make it real. I'll make it real churning every sweet drop of blood out of the workers at any cost. Proud sponsor of today's episode. So a lot of this logic, a lot of these ideas are embedded in many workplaces. And and, and we can talk about some of these principles that he put forward about how this should be structured. But I'm really reminded reading this stuff of my time I worked in a soap factory for the fake woke, <laughs> for the fake leftist, the liberal capitalist company Lush Cosmetics. I worked in their bubble department, uh, <laughs> meaning that I made bubble bath for people who spend- I a... didn't know it's called the bubble department. That's funny. I worked in bubbles. So we would be doing this repetitive work of, for example, we'd get a shitload of like white bubble bath stuff, and then we'd have to mold it into little snowmen and put little snow faces on it so everyone who wants $12 fucking bubble baths in the wintertime have little snowmen to throw in their bath. Meanwhile, we're being paid $12 an hour while we're producing, you know, 200, 300, 400 units a piece. And yeah, it was it was horrible. Uh, it was <laughs> and I left because the management were liars and they mistreated us and I felt like the organization was structurally racist. Yeah, that thing you're saying about knowledge being a choke point in the workplace, that like really matches my experience. Another job I had after the hyper-tailorist job in the cable tray factory was doing hotel maintenance. And one of the reasons I really loved that job is that in my experience, hotel managers have basically zero understanding of building maintenance and how long it takes and like what just... If the managers understood the extent of how much time I spent not doing work at that job, uh, I know they would be wanting to implement some kind of surveillance or oversight or just like do something about it because it's not, <laughs> it doesn't fit that Taylorist productivity vision. Maybe actually we should be ending these episodes on an angry note. These people are taking advantage of us. And if they're not taking advantage of you, they're taking advantage of the people that you love. And if they're not taking advantage of the people that you love, they're taking advantage of your neighbors. And if they're not taking advantage of your neighbors, they're taking advantage of people who are marginalized, vulnerable, often racialized, often disadvantaged. And they're taking, they're squeezing as much as they can out of all of them. They're breaking their bodies. They're ruining their lives. And they're doing it because they want to make as much money as possible and destroy the planet as fast as possible, the planet we all live on, the planet that our children live on. There are real labor enemies who want nothing more 
than for us to destroy ourselves for them and their yachts and their big houses. And we got to say, fuck that. Fuck you. Fuck you, Lush. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> just laugh because I, I genuinely do hate Lush based on that experience. And that is it for this teaser for our bonus episode on Taylorism. If you want to hear the full episode, hear about us talking about all the crappy jobs we've had and going over the principles of Taylorism, head on over to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash seriously wrong. Sign up for six bucks a month and you can unlock this and many other bonus episodes. Uh, thank you so much. We'll see you next time.